Okay, people. Uh, we'll have some discussion about of that, but let's just first of all make sure that um, uh, we know what we're doing for Wednesday. Um, first, let me draw your attention to the the page with the schedule for today. Uh, halfway down, it reminds you to create a Moodle account by the end of Tuesday. Um, and then at the bottom, for each of the days uh, of the course, there's a thing where it says for further reading, which isn't things that you have to do, but just things that, uh, that if you're interested, you can do. Um, so you'll see, for instance, there's, there's some, there'll, there'll usually be some indications of chunks of um, the Dictionary of the Old Testament and uh, the Making Wise a Simple book that if you want to follow up some of the issues that we've talked about in the class, you can do. And then this particular week, there's some things on uh, daily life in Old Testament times, which often people are interested in, and I haven't found a kind of sensible way to attempt to give a lecture on them. Uh, but there are, there are some um, uh, references if you're interested in chasing that up. And then if you look forward to page 29... Uh, which gives you the schedule for Wednesday. Um, and uh, at the top, it gives you the homework for the two classes. Um, for the first class, uh, first half of the evening, then uh, the main thing, one main thing is to check out the, make sure you've understood how the, how the, uh, the course works. And then you're going to read Genesis 2 to 4 and fill in some pages of comment on that and post them. And then for the second half, you're going to uh, read a paper that you can read online, and it gives you instructions there uh, on how to do that. Um, it worked the last time I checked it out. Uh, and so if you come say, oh, I couldn't get hold of this paper, I couldn't make it work, that won't count as an excuse, at least not if I find that I can still do it. Um, so you need to re you can read it hard, it's hard copy of course in the library um, but uh, you can read it online while you're sitting in a jam on the 405 um, and you then post your two lots of homework on Moodle this Wednesday between 11 and 5 normally it's some other time but in order for us to give us a chance to sort out the groups first thing Wednesday morning um, then uh, during that uh, the middle part of the day post them uh, the earlier better, the earlier the better if you can, because um, I want to be able to have a look at them and see what questions you're asking um, in order to be able to take those into account uh, for the class. Um, and I think that will do on that. Oh, and then we shall be meeting at 6 o'clock. Let's say it together. We shall be meeting at 6 o'clock. Um, and I trust that will give everybody a chance to have dinner and also, as I say, the people who need to drive to Santa Barbara will be able to do so at the end. Uh, everybody happy about how we're, we're not happy? Do you understand what you're supposed to do by, by Wednesday? Everybody got that? Okay, let's, um, let's uh, back to that, that page where you were dotting things down about Genesis 1. Um, let's start with, at the end. Uh, how it works as a narrative, what's its structure, Where is, what's its high point? This is a trick question. Why is that a trick question? Because it's not a narrative. Oh, that's a clever... Um, why isn't it a narrative? Because it has a poetic structure. 
Okay. So, so if it's a narrative, it's got a beginning and a middle and an end, a kind of a plot. So it's a, but it's an unusual narrative in that sense. It's a poetic narrative. It's not just, thank you, it's not just a kind of straightforward prose narrative. But it is prose. But it's got some parallelism about it as well, a bit like uh, Hebrew poetry. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's quite a poetic narrative. Um, maybe, that's, maybe, maybe we should go from there into the question of the... Because one of the poetic things about it is the, the way it's got th- words and themes that keep recurring... Um, now, what are the words and th- what are the things that keep recurring? What are the words that keep recurring? Sorry. Let there be. Let Day. Say day. day. Sorry? D-A-Y. D-A-Y. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, yes, okay. That, that comes twice, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's a different one from... Because I think about all those others so far... Yeah, they, they, they all... Doesn't separate. Okay, so, but th- but they all come, as it were, on a number of different days. Whereas uh, God's image, the, you're right. The expression comes more than once, but it actually only comes on, on Friday afternoon, doesn't it? Um, you know about Friday afternoon. You know, you know the car that was made on Friday afternoon, do you? And that's when we were made. Um, I'm sorry. Rule. Yeah. These these are all. Yeah. That's another one. That's um. Uh, yep. Yep. Create. Yep. But what are the words apart from create? Like that. Made comes, doesn't it, more than once? Rest. That's again, at the, that's again in the... Um, I'm putting at the bottom the ones that just come on uh, at the end there. Fruitful, yep. Said. Didn't we get, haven't we got said? Yeah. I'm sorry? Again, what was the phrase? He had done. He had done. Okay, now you can see there Earth, okay. And heaven, for that matter. Now you can see, you, you, as it were, there's a monumental amount of theology just in those words. Um, the, 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 the amount of theological assertion, of assertion about of who God is, and what the world is, uh, and uh, what the relationship between God and the world is, and what the world is for, uh, and then towards the end about what humanity is, 
uh, is huge, in those the, and the repetitions are then key to underlining the nature of the message that the chapter has. Um, but they, but they aren't. But then they aren't mechanical repetitions. So uh, you will get words like create and make. Um, you get several several ways of describing the way in which God things brought into the way in which God brought things into existence. Um, and it doesn't always say that God looked and it was good. It usually does, but doesn't it? it? Kind of keeps you on your toes. Uh, it's it's not it's not being boring. Uh, in the way it tells the story. So it's, it's typical, in fact, of the way in which Hebrew poetry uh, works uh, to, 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 ha to incorporate repetition because that helps to underline the key points, but almost never to um, repeat exactly. When it repeats exactly, uh, well, actually, the, the text critics are inclined to say there must be something wrong there. It's an exact repetition because they hardly ever do it because um, they like the... Um, uh, the repetition and the variety. Now, where's the climax? Where's the high point of the story? Sorry? Day six. Mm -hmm. Namely, why? What? At the end when he saw everything that he made and he said it was very good. All right, that's good, yeah, okay. Um, uh, so maybe there's three high points. Because, because in my thinking... The, um, the creation of humanity and then God resting on the seventh day um, are both high points in the story. The, the, the creation of humanity, well, obviously we think it's the high point because it's about us. Uh, but even <laughs> apart from that, the way the story is told, that's the moment at which, the point at which God makes a special act of um, reflection. Okay, now let us make human beings, humanity in our image. It's the first time that's where God, God thinks you overhear God's thinking, um, and uh, and and then there's the repetitions of those words there that draw attention to the significance of humanity, and then of course of its role. Then there's the it was very good, and then there's the God resting. Um, so so the Sabbath brings the story um, to uh, to its second high point. Yeah, somebody was waving at me. Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, what, uh, okay, what, what, what strikes you about the story? Now, if you were reading it for the first time, at the end, what would you say, well, well, the really interesting thing about that account of creation is... Go on. That's profound coming at it coming coming at it out of our awareness. Now imagine that you're Ezra or David uh, and you read this story. 
and you don't know about that. Um, and the guy who wrote the story didn't know about that either. What, what would strike you if you were Ruth, say, when you were reading the story? Yeah? Right. Like it's really for them everything was very like delineated and yeah. only eat these animals and these trees and these and it says every plant is good for eating, every mm. animal is for your benefit every mm. like it's very particular but it's very broad strokes. It's particular and broad, yeah. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think on what she was talking about, the significance of water in the text, I think even if you didn't have the background, you understand that it takes water to make things grow and mm. there's significance mm. there. Yeah. yeah. There's also, uh, water is very dangerous. Uh, and the, the, one of the first things God does is make sure that water is kept in its place because, because water drowns you, Water's, water floods you. Yeah, so, and in fact it's, it's more or less all... It doesn't, you don't get water for irrigation in the story, do you? It's, it's actually the danger of water that's at least as prominent. Well, it separates water from water. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a way of making sure that yeah. you're separating them in order that there's some space in between for us. Because yeah. otherwise we get, we're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, like the plural, but like unified nature of God. The unified nature of God. Creation, in other words, is an expression of love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Luther, one of my colleagues in England used to say that Luther said, but I've never been able to find the quote, in created things lies the forgiveness of sins. Um, creation is an expression. Um, if, if Luther didn't say it, then my colleague did. It's still a good statement. Um, <laughs> uh, in, uh, that uh, creation is itself, is the first expression of God's love. Okay, we must stop because it's 20 past nine. We'll be having another look at this chapter uh, on, uh, on Wednesday and doing some comparing and contrasting with chapters two to four. Okay, goodbye. Go away. Come back on Wednesday. Just a minute. Let me turn my things off. Do you care if I use Anchor Bible instead of IVP? I'm sorry? Do you care if I use Anchor Bible instead of IVP? I noticed you had listed you had listed IVP's yeah. dictionary, but I already. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. yeah. Or just, I don't know something specific. Track. No, not really. Okay. No, not. Re- no, I mean, you'll obviously get a different angle. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think they know how to. Uh, yes. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, bye.